0: And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks, my name is Nick Engstead, and joining me as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com, the Animal Crossing animal, what you got for me Isaac Harris? Nick and I are
1: both all into Animal Crossing We right gave now. in,
0: finally, quarantine got to us.
1: It did and honestly I just wish I'd bought it sooner before <laughs> in quarantine because my wife and I have never played a video game before so... And she's
0: like literally together, not, not, you've never played a video game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together. And uh, you can play together on this video game. But for instance, earlier I was doing yard work. Our uh, toddler goes down for his nap time during the day. The entire nap, she's on the couch with our newborn playing animal crossing. And I come in from doing yard work and I'm like, I I don't know. I've just, I've never been more proud in my life. I'm like, (laughs) let's go, let's go. We are playing a video game.
0: And parts of the game, it's supposed to be educational for kids, but you get a house payment and you have to pay it off and there's all these different things and you work and you do all these things and and you're like, this is life, but in like a cuter, more cartoon version. Yes. Uh, and I don't like to do most of these things in real life. I wouldn't want to dig a hole, but I'm going to dig a hole in this <laughs> in this game. I'm going I'll to pay a off button. my I'm going to pay off a house payment. I'm going to get a house and then expand it. It's it's so strange. If you explain the game out loud, it makes no sense, but if you play it, it's fun and it's something to do. Uh, and you can play co-op, yes. which is which has been fun. So we've been enjoying that. On today's show, Isaac and I are diving into a what if about Michael Jordan, the Dallas Mavericks, and Mark Cuban. It could have been it could have been. This is a what if that uh, some of them are what ifs that we create, right? That are just completely off the wall, not necessarily anywhere close to happening. Some of them, like Giannis coming to the Mavericks, that one's like on the verge of, of actually happening, right? That one was was close. This one is one of those that is maybe on the verge, but there was some contact there, and it came from um, it came from ESPN. There's a show called Now or Never, and they had Mark Cuban on, and Mark Cuban had something to say about. Michael Jordan, when he was coming back to play for the Wizards, and he was about to sign his contract, and Mark Cuban had just bought the Mavericks. He'd just become the owner, and he met Michael Jordan then, and this is what he said. Would, a, would Mark Cuban have made a push for Michael Jordan like no one else? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just tell you, um, when I did buy the Mavs, David Falk, his agent,
1: called me up and said, you need to meet Michael. And so I went to David's office And there was Michael with all the paperwork to be part of the Wizards right on the table. I'm like, dude, don't sign it. You know, I'll do whatever it takes. You can give you partnership like these guys are doing and we'll win, I'll spend whatever. He's like, Mark can't do it, I I gave him my word.
0: So to his his credit, obviously it didn't happen, but um, I tried. How close do you think, I mean, it sounds like, so Jordan already had an agreement with the Wizards. And he wasn't going to back out of it, you know, man of his word, whatever. Uh, But Mark Cuban seems, I wonder what his face looked like when he realized that Jordan was going to come back and that there was a possibility that he could come on the map and like be on the Mavs.
1: Yeah. So, okay. For context stuff, obviously Jordan was coming back just for the Wizards. He had the ownership stuff. He had all the connections to the Wizards. So it's like, hey, I'm going to come back for kind of like his franchise basically at the time and, and play. So, but the coolest part about this is obviously Cuban saying that he like made a pitch to him. Like before he signed the paper. he's like, I'll do anything. Yeah. Like, tell me what it is. I'll do anything. I'll give you
0: ownership stake. Can you imagine if Jordan was part owner of the Mavericks right now? It would be, gosh, He I still may but, have, he still may have sold and, and bought, you know, into the Hornets, but yeah, but it also,
1: so yeah, that obviously got our minds thinking of like, okay, what if in this meeting that Jordan said, all right, what, what would you do? What, what is the? What else, what you, got, the price? What yeah, else what, you got, Cuban? Uh, what else you got? And this, you know, fairly new owner there with Cuban at the time, but it's like, hey, what you know? What can you do now? The big caveat of all of this was with Jordan's connections to the Wizards and him coming back to play. He just signed a a one million dollar deal, so it's like that. Would he have done a million? Just made one million dollars that o one o two season in salary that year for anybody else? Probably not. <laughs> but so, he was also getting ownership stake and, and other things like that too. I mean, so yeah, that's the thing of like what he probably. Would, it's not like any team out there could have signed him for one million dollars, right? But. Let's have fun with it and say, well, what if he did sign with that 0-1, 2 Dallas Mavericks team? And this was big three era
0: for the Dallas Mavericks. This was sort of the beginning of that big three of Dirk and Nash and Finley. We actually just talked about the second season. So this is this would have been the second season of Jordan's return with uh, Mike Frailer. We talked about that two days ago on this podcast, the what if about the 0-3 the playoffs. And uh, and so this, if, if you listen to that podcast, this is the team that we're talking about. Uh, so it, it, Jordan's first year back was o one o two. The Mavericks went fifty seven and twenty five that year, and then the next year after that, they go sixty and twenty two. They're tied for the best record in the NBA, and those are the two years Jordan came back for the Wizards. So you're talking Dirk and Nash and Finley. Uh, Nick Van Exel is part of um, a part of that group as well. Um, there's you know. Rafla Friends comes in the, the you know, part of the, the first year and then into the second year. Um, Sean Bradley is on this team. Avery Bradley or Avery Johnson is there as a player still, not the coach yet, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Eddie Nahara is on this team. Uh, and then <laughs> and then there's uh, Juwan Howard. Should we talk about Juwan Howard or should we do that coming up, coming up next? Uh, what?
1: Okay, we can, we can do it coming up next because there is a, like a financial part I, I do want to touch on.
0: So there's some financial aspects of this that make it a little more difficult. But then we're, we're going to get into how this team would have you know been set up, how this team would have played, all that. We're going to get into that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, uh, we have a listener his name is Max, and he's been DMing us on Twitter. You guys can DM us; our, our DMs are open. We appreciate people that let us know they, they, you know, listen to the pod and everything that is going on with their lives. And you know, if we can help in any way, let us know. Uh, but Max is Maxie has been uh, DMing us because he loves Built Bar. He loves the Built Bars, and he recently had. Um, some issues with his car he was putting his car in the shop and he wasn't able to go to the store and all he had was built bars in his house and he said they're getting me through this right now they're getting me through this time he said the built bars are saving me that's what built bar does isaac that's what built bar does it saves people right there if you don't have food in your house but you have built bars you have everything He can't can't do it. Bill Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors. It's great for a healthy, conscious guy. Uh, They're between 110 and 170 calories. They have a bunch of protein. Twenty between 15 and 20 grams of protein, which is like insane, and then not a ton of sugar. The chocolate on the outside is awesome. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order or order a bunch of them like Maxie did and then uh, save them for a rainy day or whenever you need them. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. There's a link in the description of this podcast. All right, Isaac, let's get into a little bit of the financial ramifications before we actually get into the fun of talking about what this team would actually look like if Michael Jordan, when he came back to play for the Wizards, actually played for the Dallas Mavericks. This is back 0102. Uh Juwan Howard was getting towards the end of his career. Or actually Juan Howard was sort of in the the he was <laughs> he's oddly in the prime of his career. So he's 28 years old, but he's just not that good prime Juwan Howard I guess prime Juwan Howard but he's making a ton of money
1: yeah, so in this in this meeting, well, after you know, Cuban says that to uh, Jordan's agent, and Jordan is like, "Hey, name the price or whatever it takes. I'll, you know, I'll do it." I immediately looked up the the salary cap uh, for back then where Dallas stood. I'm like, "Okay, well, what if Dallas did have like a, a crazy amount of salary cap space, and he did just throw out just the most insane number to Jordan to come back at you know 38 years old?" And uh, so I looked it up, and I'm like, Dallas's payroll that year was 57 million. Well, if you look at the cap for the, which this is just crazy thing about, because Steph Curry basically makes over this now or around it. The cap for the 01 2 season was forty-two and a half million.
0: It's insane. One player can make cap. that now.
1: Yes, I mean we're talking what? That's twenty years ago, right, or nineteen years ago, and twenty years the salary cap went from forty-two and a half million to what is it now? I mean, or it was, well, it's
0: like one hundred and ten, cool. right?
1: BQ before quarantine, it was I know uh, it was like one fifteen or going to be that or something. But so they had they had the fifth highest payroll in the league at fifty seven million. So they were way over the salary gap already. Uh, by the way, the Knicks that year were the top uh, top dog on that list at eighty five million uh, for that year. A familiar spot for them, <laughs> yes, a very familiar spot. So then I looked, at, I'm like, okay, well, who is making that much money? Uh, to get Dallas up to that that point, because Dirk's
0: I, Dirk's on his rookie deal still. Not, Nash yet, is not making a ton of money at this point. I mean, it's not like there's anybody making bank that's really playing a lot for them. Like, okay, so this is some of the salary cap numbers
1: that year. How much they were making? Dirk made two point one million that year. Rookie deal. twenty rookie year, twenty three years old. Not rookie year, but we have uh, Sean Bradley at four and a half million. Tim Hardaway senior dad uh, at 3.3 million Steve Nash at 5.7
0: you know what I just thought of if we could retroactively go back and see what if Tim Hardaway senior played well when his son was in the stands just when like Tim there. Hardaway Jr. plays well when his dad is in the stands? Wow, it just blew my mind. We should we should do some research on that. Um, so then Nash made 5.7, which this is, and then Finley,
1: the second highest player player on the team, made 10.6. Which, which t- 10 was a lot back then. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, these numbers don't sound like a lot now, but back then it was a lot. And then the top person, Jawan Howard, 18.7 million dollars. Uh, that he was on the books for in that o one o two season. So uh, yes, Jawan got them up to that fifty seven million mark. So and over, it's not yeah and over that for sure. Uh, it's not like Dallas could have wooed Jordan with money, which I don't even think at this point in Jordan's life he even cared about money. He yeah. signed for a million dollars, uh, but yeah, it would have had to be a million dollars. So then it goes to the on court fit of how he would fit in alongside Dirk, Finley, and Nash. And honestly, this is really fun to think about.
0: And Juwan Howard got traded mid-se- mid-season, by the way, that that first year. So we, we should talk about that. In 2001, he gets traded to the yeah, Wizards, he, I think.
1: And Yeah, because that's when they bring in Nick Van Exel. They bring in Rafe LaFrance uh, in this mid-season trade there in February 2002. Uh, because, yeah, then you, you ask yourself, how would Jordan... And this is one of my things. Okay, so... When you look at, obviously as a huge Jordan fan, do it like do I wish that I could just take back the Wizards years and him never come back for the Wizards? Probably so. Yeah, I get that. But I will say this: it's not like Jordan
0: embarrassed like Jordan, himself.
1: Exactly, it's not like Jordan went to the Wizards, and this is where I feel like it's gotten this. Um, kind of perception, a little bit that Jordan went to the Wizards and he was just an old feeble man who couldn't do anything on the basketball court. Because man, that was that's the furthest thing from the truth. I looked up. Okay, so his stats in the 0-1-0-2 season. This is just simple stuff. Coming back, thirty
0: eight years old, just coming back from not playing basketball for like six years.
1: More like three, five, but, three, four, <laughs> three or four, somewhere through there, but. Jordan, still at 38 years old, averaged 22.9 points. Let's just say, how many players in the league that year averaged at least 22 points, five rebounds, five assists, and shot at least 41% from the field? That's pretty basic stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Only three players in the league (laughs) did that. In the whole league then. In the whole league then, only three players did that. Kobe Bryant, at the age of 23. Yeah. Tracy Mamba. McGrady at the age of 22, Mac. and Michael Jordan at the age of 38. It like so, look at okay. This is what I challenge some of you guys to do. get on his and get on Jordan's basketball reference page. If you know how to use basketball re- reference, it can help <laughs> you get a job. Get on his basketball reference and look up some of his game logs on how like some of the points. Like the dude when he was 40, put up 40 in a game. Like some of these things even into the next season. Like, it's crazy some of the games that he put up at 38, 39, and 40 years old. He
0: scored 51 that first year coming back in a game.
1: <laughs> at 38! Like, I, I don't want to, like, compare it to the Dirk thing, but, like, Dirk at 38, and you think about some of these other players at 38, it's like, I mean, yeah. He had 45 times that
0: first year coming back.
1: That's insane because yeah if you if you look at Jordan's year when he turned uh, even that second year in that 02 03 season Nick was talking about that him and Mike talked about uh, with that Mavs team and the you know the what if and all that stuff so in the middle of that season Jordan turned 40 years old so I'm looking at some of his stats after he turned 40 in that second year that he came back and so, so, some of the stat lines he put up. I mean, just this game against the Knicks when he was uh, uh it was March 9th, 2003 against uh yeah, against the Knicks like I just said, put up 39. <laughs> when he was 40 40 against the Nets, he put up 43. But the, I'm not even talking about 30 points, 35, 25, 39, like I said, 25 26. He's at 40 years old. <laughs> So like that that's that's that part is just insane. Somebody tweeted at me the other day they said, "Did you see the Shannon Sharp segment on Fox
0: to where Shannon to which you I, always answer that question no matter no. what segment it is, you always say no."
1: No, not no, I didn't. <laughs> and uh and I guess Shannon said, "Look what he did with the Wizards. He couldn't make it happen with the Wizards. Like holding it against him. Like he didn't win a title with the Wizards." I'm like, "Bro, he's 40? What are you talking about? I'm like, well, he's 39, 40 years old. So, anyway, bringing it back to the Mavericks, how would this Jordan fit in with this team? Okay, he would start alongside Finley on the wing, right? With Nash at point, Dirk at the four, and then probably at that point, still a big at the five.
0: Yeah, Bradley or Rafe Friends at the five, probably, depending on at what point of the year it was. But yeah, Jordan, Nash, Finley, that's your backcourt. <laughs> Sign me up for
1: that. That
0: would be that would be a lot of fun. And Which, you look at this this Mavs team, at least the second year. I don't have the first year in front of me, but they're already the best offense in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I mean, just imagine gosh, I mean, yeah. Just imagine the the pick and roll stuff, Finley, Jordan, Jordan having the ball now, would Jordan have gotten the same amount of shot attempts that he did in Washington? I think he averaged twenty two shots a yeah. game that first year in Washington. No, he wouldn't have gotten that in Dallas. But what if they just fully embraced it, said Jordan, you do you? What man, what would that have meant for Dirk at that time? Dirk
0: and Jordan together. Well, one of the one of the criticisms of this team even in some of the games I was watching from the 03 playoffs was that this Mavericks team was a jump shooting team, which back then was like, you know, a curse whereas now that's, you know, the Warriors just won all those titles being a jump shooting team. But um, this this Mavericks team didn't get to the foul line a lot, even though they did in a couple of those playoff games. They didn't get to the foul line as much as other teams and their half court offense uh, was 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 lacking a little bit, even though their best offense in the NBA. And so Jordan would have come, and he would have helped the you know the attacking up for this team. He would have been what Nick Van Exel was, but just a little bit you know better. And then you have two of those guys.
1: Yeah, that that was one of my biggest questions. So okay, let's just say Jordan joins that 0-1-0-2 team. Yeah, that haven't made the LaFrance, Van Exel Avery Johnson trade yet would that trade still happen? Because that's that's one of my questions, too, because they bring in Van Exel and stuff. He comes in as a six-man, which is an incredible six-man. But you also look at the scoring. So that that season, they go on and they play uh, – who they beat in the first round that season? I think it was oh, uh, Minnesota. It was
0: Minnesota, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: That's Swept when they, them. Swept them. Yeah, good job, KG. Um, <laughs> Which, KG didn't win anything until he went to Boston. Well, we and if,
0: if you ever, if you're, if you're still on Basketball Reference, do a sweep of KG's teammates on the on the Timberwolves because goodness, he had. Some, I
1: just hear excuses.
0: But he had some awful teammates.
1: After they mopped the floor with KG's, uh, KG-led KG led Timberwolves. KG has awful
0: teammates. <laughs>
1: um, then they faced this Kings team in the second round. And they get they only they only beat this Kings team
0: one time, uh, lost the series four one, which we just talked about the other day when uh, when Chris Webber tore his ACL.
1: Yeah, so this is uh, this is Chris Webber, Mike Bibby, Vladdy, Bobby Jackson, Peja, uh, Peja, Hedu, Doug Christie. Young Gerald Wallace at 19. But you look at that playoff series that the Mavericks only won one point in. Weber one averaged game. 25, Bibby 21, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you look at the Mavericks stats that season, or that that series. Dirk averaged 25, Finley averaged 24, Steve Nash averaged 18. After that, then you're looking at Rafe at 12, Van Exel at 10. Jordan, where would he have slid in there? I mean, we're looking at whose numbers would go down I mean I guess Finley probably he probably takes away from
0: Finley and Nash both right Yeah.
1: so maybe Finley goes down to like 18 maybe Nash goes down to like 15 whatever it is but
0: some games it might swing the opposite way where Jordan is getting the best defender and Finley is all of a sudden you know with four guys like that on the floor with Dirk, Nash, Finley and Jordan all of a sudden Finley has the fourth worst like the fourth worst defender on the other team defending him
1: that's true Y'all can probably hear my kid screaming in the background. He's saying, "Go Jordan, <laughs> go Mavs, uh, go, go Mavs." But so, okay, if they had Jordan,
0: are they winning the title that year? This first year, the first year, I don't think so. This this team is still really young. Like we we mentioned this the other day on on the uh, 03 podcast. But uh, Dirk is really young. In the first year of this, where Jordan came back, Dirk would have been twenty three years old. Didn't have you know. I don't know if he had much playoff experience at that point. Finley was 28, Nash was 27 in this first year, Um and so and Nash was was not Steve Nash yet. Like he wasn't MVP level Steve Nash yet, uh, and so I, they didn't have a ton of a playoff experience together.
1: I'm just saying, if they could have beat the Kings in the second round,
0: okay, let's just can say. you
1: imagine Jordan versus Kobe Western Conference Finals? Oh my gosh, Shaq. Dirk Nash Finley. I mean, we would have
0: gotten Jordan Don Jordan Nelson versus, versus <laughs> Phil Jackson. I mean the the coaches' meetings would have just like I mean there would have been a very distinct smell coming from the, from the coaches' I just, meetings. I'm
1: just saying Derek Fisher would have uh, not been able to hold Steve Nash. Kobe versus probably Finley. Finley's probably taking Kobe at that point.
0: Derek Fisher wouldn't be able to hold Steve Nash, but he would make up some kind of excuse that was family related to be able to get out of having to guard Nash. Uh, yes, that's very true.
1: Um,
0: See, I can, Shaq, I can, I can take shots at Lakers players. Come on guys.
1: Shaq. I don't. Yeah, there's nothing that could have done. There's with Shaq, nothing probably. many
0: people could have done with Shaq. Uh,
1: Rafe. Sorry, bro, Sean Bradley, but no, Get yeah, space jammed. But Rick Fox would have probably had to guard, you know, Jordan. I mean, if Kobe didn't, yeah. or else Kobe would have guarded Rick Jordan. Finley. Come on,
0: I Kobe would have guarded we Jordan. Gotten,
1: we would have gotten Kobe and Jordan in a playoff series. That would have been absolutely incredible. Or he would have been on
0: Dirk probably. No, and then
1: no, that's who would have put on him. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and then. If they beat the Lakers, who they play that that year in the finals? The New Nets.
0: Oh, to the the Nets. Yeah, play New
1: Jersey Nets and then they'd sweep it. So basically, Jordan would win him a title. But let's go to. The-
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that would have been that's quite the what if. All right, coming up, let's get into that second season. Let's go through the playoffs and let's see what it would look like with forty year old Jordan playing in the playoffs with the Mavericks. Uh, In 03, which we just talked about having been one of the biggest what-ifs of Dirk's career already. So let's get into that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, let me tell you about something you may not understand and it's called Blinkist. Blinkist is a really unique tool, works on your phone, tablet, your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books, condensing them down in just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. So you have a book, you have something you want to read, you have... Uh, for example, the book *Becoming* by Michelle Obama, that was just turned into a documentary. Uh, a bunch of other books about, um, you know, athletics, the the mind of an athlete, Tiger Woods, secrets to the power of negotiating, things like that. You have these books that you want to read, stuff that you want to better yourself, and it condenses it down into a fifteen minute podcast of sorts or audiobook, or a 15 minute something that you can 15 minute article basically which you can get i mean you can get done 15 minutes just like that and you get all the information that you need to know about it uh and that's what blinkist is blinkist you get an unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed non-fiction books all the books that you want all for one low price you get it with the app with your tablet it works on any kind of device that you want Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a free special offer for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also get 25% off your subscription, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into that second year. So Jordan comes back. With the Mavericks, let's say he he decides to come back again like he did with the Wizards. He's with the Mavericks now. He's getting ownership stake. (laughs) Cuban and his bull cut are extremely excited about that. I do want to say at 39,
1: that last year he played in the league, he averaged 20 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, shot 44% (laughs) from the field, and...
0: 44%? I mean, that's really good for the shots he was taking. And played in all 82 games. At 39. No load management even at 40. Started in 67. But anyway. I'm just kidding. He could have played until he was 45 if he did load manage. Okay. So in that 03 season, we've already talked about the roster is essentially the same uh, with the guys that they brought in. Blazers in the first round. That's a seven game series. That was the jail Blazers we talked about. Rasheed Rashid Wallace, Zach Randolph, Bonzi Wells. What, was uh, Pippin on that old team? Arvinas, Pitt, old Pippins on would that have team. time Jordan versus Pippin. And Pippin's definitely guarding Jordan. Oh well, Pippen didn't play a lot because Pippen was basically done oh, by I don't then. Oh, care Pippen said, uh, he get played like me less than fifteen game. minutes a game. But that would have been a fun subplot in the first round. It goes seven. It goes seven. In in real life, it went seven games. Um, with Jordan on the Mavericks, does that change anything Sweet. for you? <laughs> nah. <laughs> also, old Arvina Sabonis. His last year in the league, Arvina Sabonis was on this. Yeah, that's one team. of my favorite players of all time. I'm not kidding. He's really is one of the.
1: Eh, okay. Sabonis Sabonis is dead, yes, by the way. Best passing big man in the league I, ever. I will say, Jokic, I have seen people say make the case for Jokic over him just because of the passes Jokic does in like fast breaking on the move. But Arvidas is yeah. passing? Oh my gosh. I freaking love Sabonis. But anyway, keep going.
0: Then the Mavericks go to the second round against the Sacramento Kings. This is King, basically the same Kings team we were just talking about. They go seven games against them. Chris Webber t- tears his ACL in the middle of game two. And so they get the Kings still take two games in this series without Chris Weber, which is pretty tough. Uh, but with Jordan on their team for the Mavericks, the series is a little different. But the Mavericks probably still win. Definitely still win. Yeah
1: that's another thing with not to get too off subject, but that's another thing with the 2011 run is none of the, those teams that the Mavericks beat in the run to the finals had a major injury as a, like an excuse. You can look back at some other teams, like impressive runs and like, all right, well you face this team and they didn't
0: really have like the, the Raptors this past year.
1: Yeah. The Raptors and like, you know, just like Chris Weber thing. It's like not taken away from that, but the Kings didn't have Weber and the year before they had Weber who averaged 25 a game in the series against the Mavericks and the Kings beat them. So it's like, that's another thing that makes that
0: 2011 run really impressive but keep up, sorry then Western Conference Finals this was the big what if from the other day that we talked about the Mavericks play is San Antonio Spurs this is rookie manager Ginobili who is 25 years old he came in a little later in life prime absolute prime Tim Duncan 26 years old uh, second year in the league I think Tony Parker he's still like 20 years old really young David Robinson's towards the end he's like 37 Bruce Bowen, Steven Jackson, still really good in his career. Um, And then uh, like Speedy Claxton and guys like that off the bench. But this Spurs team was incredibly good. And the Mavericks, um, they lose in six games, but Dirk gets hurt.
1: Yeah, I mean, even looking at the starters for that game one. Okay, a couple of what ifs with this Jordan thing. If Jordan was on this team, assuming that they make it to this point, the biggest what if is what if the Mavericks had Michael Jordan this is like crazy what if? what if the Mavericks had Michael <laughs> Jordan when Dirk got hurt in the 2003 playoffs could that they... Dirk gets hurt in game three I'm just saying right now you know Jordan would have been like I don't care how old I am I'm gonna like we're doing this and I'm gonna put the team on my back now <laughs> with Dirk hurt and all of that would Jordan have still started at 40 years old at this point he's 40 they started Man. Rajah Bell with Steve Nash. young Yeah, young, yes, Raja, young Bell. Raja Bell. They brought Nick Van Exel, kind of like in the Jason Terry role here. Uh, Raja Bell started, only played 12 minutes, but Nick Van Exel came off the bench and played 41 minutes. Uh,
0: well, yeah, they played Nash and Van Exel a lot together. So,
1: there's a world in which you wish, if this was 20 years later, you just embraced Dirk at the five, put Finley at the four, Jordan at the three, Nash and Van Exel and
0: just say, hey, let's just shoot the crap out of the ball. But that The problem against this Spurs team is that Tim Duncan was an absolute monster yeah, already. He had 40 points. I, don't know, I don't know if Dirk is taking him for 40 minutes True. a game.
1: Uh, Duncan had 40, 40 points that first game of that series, but yeah, I wonder what role Jordan would have had on this team at the age of 40 if he would start. I'm assuming he would just start. I mean, you're not going to bench Kobe. I mean, Kobe.
0: and. They they might be able to load manage a little bit with him like during games and not take off games, but Nick Nick Van Exel would have been able to carry some of the offensive load, and they could have just saved Jordan for the fourth quarter, right? And just come in and like, hey, be our closer. Whew. That's
1: true, but I think there's also a negative sense in this too that we're obviously glossing over. We're just having fun with it of how how would Jordan have overshadowed Dirk over those two years, and how would have impacted those three players playing together Dirk at all would have how what would have been Jordan's mindset
0: on like a good team because yeah see I don't know if I don't know if I see it as overshadowing Dirk as much as he would have allowed Dirk to flourish in that second role without taking so much of the blame for himself Mm -hmm. like Dirk is the best player on that team and so all the criticism for when they lose is going on Dirk and so maybe he would have taken less on himself and Jordan would have been able to be that shield like right in front of him that would have been able to you know take some of that or at least take the attention off of Dirk so that Dirk could flourish. And obviously, if you think about the mentoring aspect that this could have been. I mean, there it would have been an incredible opportunity for Dirk to learn, Dirk, you know, how, Dirk clothes, would have been how to play <laughs> <laughs> In the sense that he learned, not the sense that <laughs> Jordan would have been clowning him every day. No,
1: but but honestly it's like what I do. I think what would have, what have would have been Jordan's mindset on a on a good team like that? Because yeah, this Wizards yeah. with a player like that Dirk. Wizards team that you know in in that year in his last year in the league that or that o one o two season, you know, you had a young Rip Hamilton at twenty at twenty three years old, and literally Jordan averaged, was the high score on that team at twenty three a game. After Hamilton, it was Chris Whitney, which I don't even know who that is, and I feel like I know. Is that Jeff Withy's dad? No, Whitney, <laughs> not Withy, <laughs> uh, at ten points a game. It's like, hey, he had the shots on this. I wonder if he would embrace Dirk as this, you know, young, new, young superstar. At 20, Dirk was twenty three at the time. Would he have embraced that?
0: Well, we've heard talk about Jordan not necessarily embracing a mentor role in ways, but we know that he did embrace Kobe as you know, sort of a mentee type role, where Kobe would ask him questions and stuff, True. because. Jordan re- respected his approach to the game. I wonder if Dirk's ap- approach to the game and his approach to getting better and, uh, you know, his work ethic would have would have spoken to Jordan in the same way that Kobe's did, or in a similar way, yeah. at least. Oh, I can see that for sure. And then he may have been a little more open to, you know, not necessarily, like, taking him under his wing and doing, you know, <laughs> being like, <laughs> you know... Uh, talking him through every single step of his career but at least at least being amicable and talk and you know and showing him some things and man it, it would have been it, this would have been fascinating to see cuz that cuz cuz then Jordan's on a playoff team the Wizards weren't really
1: yeah, that's the thing. I, I wish we could have seen this Jordan on a playoff team instead of those bad Wizards team. It's like, what if he had a role on an up and coming team like this Mavs team with a young star, and he could kind of, you know, I don't know, really say groom, but you know, help him in a playoffs or whatever. And let's let's say if they won one of those titles, whether it's that first year or second year. Um, one, how it would have been viewed on Jordan's like resume as yeah, winning a count? title? Is it at, seven for seven? You know, because it's not, you know, with the Bulls and all that stuff. But also, what's it do for the makeup of the Mavs team? Does that mean they dish out the money for Nash? Unless say Dirk, I'll go ahead and you know he goes ahead and retires. But it's like, do they keep Nash after that? If they'd won a title,
0: you know, do they keep that big three together? Well, we know I what know. the Mavericks do keeping teams together after titles, so that that that's true that's true anyway sorry loyal fun- listener mark cuban took a couple <laughs> shots this episode
1: uh it, yeah, it's a fun what if, and uh, I'm glad Cuban you know mentioned that on the ESPN thing that he tried and he's like, yeah. hey, I'll do anything to get you there. He saw the marketing part; he didn't even care about the basketball <laughs> fit. He's like, I don't care. Like we're gonna. It's kind of like Tom Brady in a way. It's like I feel like there yeah, should have the been Bucks. teams out there that should have just said, "Hey, and yeah, so, and Bucks did it too," which I think they think they're gonna be really good, but it's hey let's just get him and he'll sell stuff and we'll figure it out
0: before we go one more thing from me we also have to mention that doug collins was the coach that wizards team which jordan had a real good connection with which also added to the reason why he came back so the mavericks wouldn't have had that but if cuban could have made it work that's how we think it would have gone guys we appreciate you listening we'll be live on hot mic Uh, We're doing our European time. So earlier in the day, I think 2 p.m. Central time, we're going to do our live mailbag. So go check us out on Hot Mike. Link in the description of this podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.